All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the First Things First podcast. I am your host, Colton, and I'm joined by... And this is your co-host, Kike here. And welcome back, everyone. Sorry it has been a while since our last episode, but we had a lot of difficulties recording this one. Um, So the first time we meant to record this, my power went out and Kike's cell service went out all at once, like on the same day. The next time we tried to record, Kike was hung, hook up, hung up on a, a phone call. And now, third time's a charm. We finally made it. It finally is third time's a charm. Hopefully, we're not on so much delay like the last episode. <laughs> yeah, but um, today we're listening to... Let me check the release date here. Um, Okay, released May 3rd, 1988, Open Up and Say, Ah, by oh, Poison. Hey, that is a good album, my friend, and a couple of our favorites. Let me go to my notes here. Yes, we have track one, Love on the Rocks. And it isn't, um, isn't, um, uh, here for a good time there too? I believe so. Okay, I love, for the first things, I love that hard rock uh, guitar intro that we were given to this one. Really felt very crunchy and very uh, poison-like. Oh, very much. Well, yeah, very much so. And very, very, uh, very full-sounding. Knowing that Poison hasn't released a record in a while. Yeah, it's been years since Poison has done anything. And what do you think of Love on the Rocks? Love on the Rocks is, of course, a tune that, uh, of course, sounds very good. It's very um, intricate in its in its creation. It's uh, uh, if if you read the lyrics, it, it, it I believe it talks about. A love relationship gone sour. So, oh, so it's basically my relationship with Jennifer. <laughs> uh huh. Very much so. <laughs> uh, I know you guys don't know that joke, but it's an inside joke. Uh, very, very much an inside. And the singing had so much passion in this one. It, I felt like. Yeah, a lot of passion, a lot of, lot of uh, good creation there for sure. And it's a fun thing to dance and sing to. I used to sing this one in the shower when it comes on. I'm not going to lie. I uh, I used to blast this every time I left for school in the morning. And with that, we go into Nothing But A Good Time, which my first note was a very guitar-driven uh, song. See, at first I thought it was um, a Kiss song, because if you hear... Uh, I think it's um, um, I forget what it's called, but it's they play it a lot at their concerts. It's the second song in their concerts. They use the same, the same opening arrangement. So I thought it was a Kiss song at first when I first heard it, but I find I found out it was a Poison song, so I was pretty stoked. And it's very guitar groovy. I feel like I feel like it has that like 
80s guitar groove that you would expect from like almost like Modley Crew, I want to say. Like it has that groove. Mm, yeah, but um And I also my felt like it could have been a kid as like, wild Modley Crew. Yeah, but it also has that great like kiss thing that you're mentioning. It has that. Mm-hmm. And then we have Back to the Rocking Horse, which was the first song on this album that I really like fell in love with was this one. Um, so I had not listened to this album in a long time because there's a lot of hard rock and metal bands that I check out because I get recommended a lot of bands. So whenever I go back to an album like this, it's like, oh, it's been a long time. And Back to the Rocking Horse is one of those songs where it was like, oh, man, it's been a good while, but it was so nice to hear again. Yeah, it's like revisiting an old friend, you know. Yeah, you haven't seen in a while, but yet it's good to catch up and good to hear hear from him or her again. And I might want to I want to talk about the drums on here. It sounds the drum intro kind of sounds like a Twisted Sister song. What was that song again? Uh, my voiceover was talking over you. <laughs> Back to the rocking horse. It kind of the drum uh, intro kind of sounds like a Twisted Sister track. <laughs> yeah. Twisted Sister, Four Years Stale. I mean, their last number one was in 84, as you know, and 88 came around with Poison, so. It just, like, it kind of sounded like, almost like, if we're not gonna take it, and a Poison song had a hybrid. Had a hybrid, yeah. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But it is a good song, and it's one of those, you know, as you said, visiting an old friend. And then there's a fun chorus to go along with it, which, y'all, we all know the chorus is one of the most important parts of a song because the chorus is the hook that makes you want to listen to it again. And again, and again, and blast it until your neighbors get pissed and the cops get called. Yes, exactly. And what do you think of Back to the Rocking Horse? It rocks the hell out of my sound system, for sure. (laughs) Well, that's what Poison's meant to do. And I think the next track up is called Good Luck. Good Luck. Uh, Another another good tune. Um, Very, very intricate guitar work, as as I've stated throughout the uh, throughout the album. Reason I say it is because as you know, I'm a newbie at guitar, yet I'm learning quick. Um, but when it comes to notes and guitar work such as this, um, that's that's the album that always comes to mind, at least in my opinion. When I think of guitar work, I more think of Cowboys from Hell by Pantera when I think of um, like great guitar work. Or I would think of Rust in Peace by Megadeth when you mention guitar work. Yeah, especially when they use um, 12-string guitars. In the 80s, in the hair band scene, you had a you had a, a string of artists and bands and groups using 12-string guitars as their openers, which I love because not a lot of people use those things anymore. The only people that use 12-string guitars is uh, regional Mexican music bands. Yeah, they don't really use that anymore which is unfortunate. Can you still hear me? Because someone called me and I had to decline their call. No, I still hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. 
I was I got to tell Emma we're recording at the moment. Anyways, what I wanted to say about the song "Good Luck" was the horn. Um, that's probably the only Poison song I've heard that features a horn. A horn, such as a car horn, you mean? No, like the instrument, the horn. Oh, the yeah. The, the horn. Love the, the horn. horn. Uh, my note was love the horn and other instruments, which is really true. Uh, I've never really heard of a rock band using a horn, but the horn itself, though, I think it works here. I honestly like the instruments when it comes to rock. It, it creates a jazz, rock, heavy metal fusion to it. And um, off the record, um, that's how our band should be. That is how our band should be, just fusions. And next up, we have Tearing Down the Walls. Oddly enough, because, as you know, 1988, Soviet Union was on its last legs. Uh, Germany was going to be reunified the following year. Uh, the wall was going to be torn down. East and West Germany were no more. So it makes sense in this in this point. And... Uh, with of course our upcoming election that's coming up, uh, we're gonna te- we're gonna tear down the walls of racism. With our next, <laughs> don't you mean tear down Trump's wall? <laughs> that's right. That's right. You want to help me? Yes, I want to help you. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Um, I think there were great lyrics on this song, and it was fun to sing along to, and. And I even sang the coming home girl part to my girlfriend when they sang about the coming home part. Oh, yeah. I sang that to Emma, and she loved it. Oh, I bet she did. Yeah, I sang that part to Emma. It was fun. Okay. Look, but, and then the lyrics, look, but you can't touch. And also, oh, okay. I want to comment how funny this is. I was reading... Are you one of those people who likes to listen to songs and read the comments? Yes, I am. This username caught my eye. The um, the top comment was by um, Nicholas Steers. Which was pretty interesting. Because I was like, is, it, is, is, it, is he related to Britney Spears? I thought that was interesting. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting, too. Um... I am the type of person that reads the comments during the songs, and uh, some are interesting. And I like the idea and the fact that there's a couple kids that are bumping to this shit. And it's, it's very nice, because here, at least where I'm at, my part of the country, it's unheard of that you hear a 12, 13-year-old just rocking out to Poison or to any other uh, music artist besides us. Yeah, hard rock and metal, because I'm a big fan of rock and metal. I mean, we got so many great artists in the rock scene. Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, Metallica, Anthrax. And as you know, I if it if it has a good sounding guitar, I'm into every facet of rock and or metal and or soul. So. Yeah, and we have so many fun people in the industry. I mean, we've got Angus Young, we've got Axl Rose, some great frontmen that definitely shape rock. You can't forget about Izzy Stratton, though. Oh, it's true. And you can't forget Dave Mustaine, probably one of the greatest frontmen of all time. And uh, Nick, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's his last name? Menza? 
Yes, Menza. Nick Menza, Megadeth's drummer during the Marty Friedman lineup. Marty Friedman, yep. All right, so the next thing we got here is the next one. Good member of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, what's that band? I'm not sure, but the next track we have up here is Fallen Angels. I really liked the music video, actually. I thought the music video had some good imagery for Fallen Angels. Good imagery for its day, don't you know? Yeah, the camera work was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Sound quality, too. And it had that, like, 80s camera feel, but also having good shots. Like, it was almost like a camera front. It's kind of like a mixture between an 80s camera and a Today camera. Knowing that it was 32 years ago, so there you go. Yeah, like it was really good. And what did you think of the song Fallen Angels? Lyrically, um, it can relate to anybody. Um, but I liked it. I mean, uh, the song has a good tempo, has a good beat. Uh, again, guitar work is, is uh, forthcoming and, and centered. So That's true. It's a good song. Uh and the perfect song to jam out to in your car, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now that I installed a couple of new speakers on my car, now, now it sounds better. And now for the song everybody knows. Every rose has its has own. It song. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows yeah. it. If you're a Poison so- fan, you must know this song or else who are you and where can I find Or you? else who are you and what the hell are you here for? If you don't, if you're a Poison fan and don't know this song, who are you and where can I find you? Mm-hmm. Um, Funny, that song precedes. Didn't that song uh, win an award? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I thought so. It was, it was basically the sound of '88. I mean, that was like that song's in a lot of places. It's won an award. I think it's in like best songs of '88. Um, it's in a lot of places, but it's. Um, like when I was a kid, do you guys remember back when before, like before Spotify or anything, if you wanted to listen to a select few of songs and not listen to a whole album, you had to like burn a CD to put a bunch of songs onto one thing. Um, I know Spotify, I think you can, you can burn a CD. Pandora is a little more strict though. But yeah, don't you guys remember the good old days before Spotify when you had to like burn CDs to get a song collection? Oh, I remember. And I still have a few somewhere in my in my collection. Well, I had a burned CD with the song Every Rose Has Its Thorn, and this was a great CD. I had songs like uh, Girls, Girls. The CD had like We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister, Girls, Girls, Girls by Modley Crew, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Those are some of the songs I can remember, and I do remember having Every Rose Has Its Thorn on that CD, and that was one of the first places, that was one of the first times I ever heard this song, and this song was also on, uh, my parents used to play a lot of classic 80s rock, so I grew up with this song. What'd you say? I said mine do, used to. Yeah, mine, yeah, used to, but now I can listen to this song whenever whenever I want, I can just look it up. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing um, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" 
in second grade on the school bus headed to school when I was living in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. So, was that the first time you heard it? That was the first time I heard it. Ah. And I just realized something. We should actually, like, before we talk about now, we should talk about how we got introduced to the band. I just realized we didn't do that. But I'd say my introductory to Poison um, was when I was a kid and just classic 80s rock. And my mom had uh, a CD. I think she had a copy of this album. She had Open Up and Say. And that was my introduction. And I knew a lot of the songs from this album. I knew Love on the Rocks, Back to the Rocking Horse. And I knew a lot of these because my mom had the album. What was your introductory to Poison? My introductory to Poison was through a friend of mine. Uh, he had he had the album. So I decided to borrow it from him for a night. We were in school together and uh, decided to pop it in the CD player and um, bump it. And... Um, I liked it. It was. It's a very good, very good group. That was my first album I ever heard. And, nice. Uh, and I know. Whoops! I got another phone call. Sorry about that. Um, can you still hear me? Yes. Anyway, and hopefully the podcast doesn't cut out the audio. Anyway, so. This song, I know people are going to say this song is a repetitive one, and it could be if you listen to it too much, but the reason it's not repetitive to myself is because I don't listen to this song daily, like radio. Radios used to, radio stations used to cram this down our throats, and, and it's a good song. If you don't listen to it constantly like radios try to force you to, it will be a good song. I understand why some people hate it, but that's because you're listening to it, like, way too much. Over and over and over again. But if you actually take time to, like, let the song go out of your memory and let yourself forget the song for a while, it will be nice to go back to. So stop the radio station. That's right. Buy the CDs. Walmart has a shit ton of them. Buy them. Buy them out. Yeah, I have a ton of CDs. I have, I actually have a CD collection right in front of me. I have two Nickelback CDs, The Long Road and Dark Horse. I have Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 by Guns N' Roses. And I have Nevermind by Nirvana. Again, off the record, who the hell listens to Nirvana other than that album? <laughs> so I have it. I have the record. But I don't have. But that's the only Nirvana album I own. So it's it's the only album I feel like owning. Anyways, I've got the record too, but I don't listen to it as often. Um, and the live video of Every Rose is great. Oh, it's very good. I like it. It's a fun family song. Your friend. Your fan. It's one of those songs where it's like, your friends know it, your family will know it. Just a good song. But anyway, Your Mama Don't Dance, my second favorite, probably my favorite song on this whole album is Your Mama Don't Dance. Oh, I love that song too. Even though even though I heard it once before by another artist, um, I like the Poison version better. Oh, the Poison version rocks. I, did, I actually... I did not know that this was not a Poison song. I thought it was a Poison song. I've never heard the original version. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll hear it. And 
I can't think of the artist's name at hand, but that's the name of the song, too. Oh, yeah. This is the only version I know is the Poison one. It wasn't until just now, until you told me that, like, I honestly thought this was a Poison song. Wow, dude. Mm-hmm. But I love it's a good song. It rocks. It kicks ass. Your mama don't dance and your daddy do. You know, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. And I sing along to this all the time. And then Bad to Be Good. Um, but first of all, what's your thoughts on Your Mama Don't Dance before we move on? Um, You know, Mama Don't Dance has a good beat. Again, I heard the original version of it. And uh, which version? Which version do you like more? <laughs> I like both, but for the record, I like the Poison one better. I think Poison does a better job. And anyway, Bad to be Good. And it has it has a badass bass. That's the first thing I took down because I love the bass on this song. This is probably Poison's best um, bass work. Yes, and I found that out because I was bumping it in my sound system earlier today. Uh, you were listening to the album before we got around to recording it? Uh-huh, I was. Uh, it was a good song. That was one of those tracks where I'm going to go back to this one, definitely. Uh, I have been, I have forgotten to put this album in my playlist, and I'm definitely putting this song in my um, Jam Out playlist because this song is so good. There you go. I would I would do it, too. and um, I'll probably do it tonight once we're done with this podcast here. Yeah, I got to put every rose and all that, and then... This song is just one big, like, groove session. That's the best way I can describe this song. It's basically it's basically just one big jam-out session for you. Like, if you're just, it's like... It's groovy, it's bassy, it's dirty, it's it's fiery, it's loud, you know. It's, it's, it's all packed into one. If you just feel like dancing or just feel like losing your mind, just listen to this song. It's perfect for it. And have your six and have your six pack of monocles at hand because you can get wasted and you can listen to this song as loud as the stereo will go, like just like in the eighties. And there you go. This album is just your get wasted album. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this is. This is just a drunk fest. You just get rocked by the time you listen to it. And it's a great album closer as well, because it's the last song on the album. So now it's time to get to what are our top three favorites? My top three songs here are Every Rose Has... Number one is um, Your Mama Don't Dance. Um, Back to the Rocking Horse is my second favorite. And Every Rose is my third. So what are your top three? My top three are Every Rose at number one, Back to the Rocking Horse at number two, and the uh, title track. Ah. Uh. And those are definitely my top three as well. And what do you rate this album? I rate this a 9.5. I rate this a 9 out of 10. Okay, cool. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you guys hopefully sooner than than like... Sooner than later. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Peace out. Thank you. Peace out, people.